Hey y'all and welcome back to What's Really Up. It's your host Brianna Hobson and today I have a really vulnerable discussion for you all. I'm going to be talking to you about one of my recent breakups with somebody that I really love who goes by the name of marijuana. Um, Now a lot of you call it weed, you know, whatever gas pack, anyway, loud, anyway, all the names that it has. I really wanted to talk to you about my relationship with marijuana and how I navigated our breakup. Now, before we get into this discussion, just know that I am in no way anti-weed. I love marijuana. I think everything um, in moderation is can somewhat in some way be good. Um, I absolutely have no issue with it, um, but it no longer served where I was in my life and I had to let it go. Um, A little bit just about how I began my relationship with weed was when I was in college, um, I became like a super pothead. Probably about sophomore year, I was smoking um, heavily, probably like three blunts a day, um, at a social event. Maybe I could do four, um, four twenty. I went crazy. I had edibles. I had, um, I smoked blunts all day long. Um, and as I started to transition towards my ending of college, I kind of got a little bit more of a moderation with weed. Um, before it was more of like a social activity and I started to notice that it became part of my daily life. Um, and as I started to get out of college, it started turning into weed was a part of my relaxation ritual. Weed was something that I did when I was upset, when I had a really hard day and it became almost having like a glass of wine after work. And that's where my relationship with weed really sat for a moment. And I noticed that I stopped being able to handle emotional events, that that was always my automatic go-to. But not only that, I started to become numb of my emotions. It was almost like if something bad happened, okay, oh, well, I'll go smoke my blunt. That will be the end of it. Now, of course, you know, when everything's fine and dandy, that's not when you really say, hey, I want to break up with you. Of course, you know, when I was having fun with it, there was no issue. I smoked, I smoked, I smoked. I got my stuff done and that was that. When I noticed that I needed to break up with weed is when I started to notice my dislike for him. And some of those hints of dislike would be if I, let's say, had sex with somebody is almost... It got to the point that I did not want to have sex unless I was high. And so when I really sat down and thought about that, to be honest, I really had to sit down and think, do I even like you? (laughs) Do I even want to have sex with you? Am I even still attracted to you? And that's things that I really had to sit down and sit with inside of myself because I would notice that sometimes, you know, I would not be interested or even slightly aroused until I was high. And I had to recognize in my relationships, is this, you know, is this how I want us to be connected? Um, I also noticed that in my friend groups, all of our activities started to be surrounding behind weed, whether it be, you know, a Netflix and chill, a smoke and chill, a smoke and brunch, a smoke and get high and wake up and watch a comedy movie um, to the point where on Thanksgiving I had to take my walk. It really started to become um, a daily part of my rituals to the point where I almost did not want to do something unless it in some way involved weed. 
where I really started to notice probably the biggest downfall, however, was when I started to go into almost a low depression. And I really didn't attribute weed to being a part of this depression at first. And honestly, it took me a while to even say that I was addicted to weed. Sometimes addiction could be such an ugly word. And as for myself, when I hear addiction, I automatically go to, you know, thinking like crackheads on the street and, you know, somebody that just really has their teeth missing. And that's not even um, what it really means. And for me, I had to realize that an addiction to something was being dependent on something. And I think that a lot of times we always think of addiction as being in um, collaboration with you know, drugs. But in reality, you can be addicted to anything. You can be addicted to shopping. You can be addicted to men. You could be addicted to sex. You can be addicted to dogs. You could literally be addicted to anything. And so when I really sat down and stopped trying to fight that ugly word of addict, addiction, and all those connotations that came behind it, and I really looked at my relationship with weed, I was unhappy. And I also think something that really contributed was the fact that weed is almost in essence is so, you know, is really so commonly used for recreation. We're starting to see it pop up almost everywhere. That is something that's like, okay, you know, you're sometimes your celebrity role models, they're using it. And you see businessmen that are talking about using it. I did not think, how could this hurt me? It's natural, you know, it's not something that's, you know, like Molly, it's it's just weed. And that's where I really started to become in context with it. And I think that the more that I made excuses for weed and the more that I made excuse for the damage that was being done to me, um, the more that I satisfied and kind of excused away my relationship with weed. So when I really started to notice that I had a problem with weed is when I stopped being happy with the effects that I had from it. I would smoke and I'd be angry. I would talk down to myself. I would um, be so upset with what I was doing. And I would constantly go through this point of, I'm going to stop smoking. But then it got to the point where I would tell my family, I'm going to stop smoking. And I would begin to be disappointed in myself because of course, you know, it's not something that's going to happen just the first time around, especially with like me. I was consistent with smoking. I was consistent with, um, you know, having weed every night before I went to bed. It wasn't something that I could just so easily drop. And I would go to my family and I'd say, hey, you know, you guys hold me accountable and you guys, you know, do this and you guys watch me. I'm going to stop smoking. And when it came to the point that I was going to relapse or I had started smoking again, it's almost like the disappointment continued to grow fonder and fonder and fonder. I was disappointed in myself for a lot of reasons that I can't explain. And I had even had to have a very vulnerable conversation with my mom and my sister where I really looked at them and I said, guys, I know that it's disappointing to you when I'm still smoking after I said that I was going to stop or I know that you guys want me to stop and maybe I haven't done it exactly how you wanted me to do it. But the biggest part is you have to be willing and able to say that I am doing this for me. You have to have a reason behind why you're doing it. If you are doing it for somebody else or you're doing it and you're angry behind it, it's not going to work. You're going to still be, you're still going to want to think about it. You're still going to go back to it. It's not going to allow you to be in a space where you could really say goodbye. 
And something that I really had to sit with them and say is that I almost didn't want to tell them that I was going to stop smoking weed. And the reason that I didn't want to do so is because it made me sad um, because their disappointment was already adding on to the self-disappointment that I had so greatly and vastly within my own heart. And the disappointment is the disappointment I felt when I hit up the plug and said, Hey, can I cop? I felt the disappointment as I drove my vehicle to go get the weed. I felt the disappointment walking into the gas station and the gas attendants already had the backwoods out for me. I felt the disappointment again, as I drove back home, I felt the disappointment again, as I rolled up, I felt the disappointment again, as I smoked it, I felt the disappointment again, as I sat there high. And so what I really had to say to them is that I am badgering myself and I'm being so hard on myself enough that I can almost not take it from them. So just know that if you are trying to take this journey or this is a journey that you want to take, know that you don't have to involve other people, that you can kind of have the voice within yourself and that if it works better for you with only you, then let that be only you. There's no right or wrong way. Um, But because I tried so many times to stop smoking weed, I really wanted to share what finally worked for me because it almost makes me emotional as really talking about it, being proud of it, because I'm somebody who people look at kind of as the person who has their stuff together. Um, in a way, the perfectionist doesn't really like to make mistakes. So for me to sit with a challenge and for me to sit with something that didn't come so easy to me was something that was almost confusing to myself but also something that made me a lot more compassionate for those around me that are struggling as well, because I looked at it, oh, you know, just stop it. Or if you know it's doing this to you, then just stop. Um, But again, it's not that easy. Um, And I like to say as well that I noticed also that you have to be able to understand what's coming after weed. Um, Again, like if You have to know that once you say, hey, I'm going to stop with weed, you have to be able to say, okay, I need to be willing to handle the withdrawal symptoms. I need to be able to handle the um, increased anxiety. I need to be able to handle the insomnia. I need to be able to handle, um, you know, doing other hobbies and other things to take up my time. But again, um, I really want to tell you about the time and, and how I got to this point. And um, probably about the last day that I really said, I want to break up with weed. I was sitting in my bed and of course I was, I was angry. I was disappointed in myself again, because this is probably about the fifth time I had told um, not only myself, but my family as well, that I was going to stop smoking weed. And one thing that was big for me is I sat in this space and when I smoked, it's almost like the craving itself was the big craving. And once I, you know, smoked, I didn't even really get a reward from it. It was kind of like, is that what you wanted? It's almost like what I would tell myself. But I remember sitting here and I remember getting so mad that I had to be dependent on something to control my emotions or dependent on something to just go to sleep, dependent on something to to calm me down or, or feel relaxation in my body. And that was something that really um, hurt me to my core because um, with somebody whose mind is always going it, weed brought me a sense of relaxation where I felt calm and where I felt almost like finally my mind can rest. And so I felt like that was the big reward and big treat item that I was giving to myself by smoking. But in this last moment where I was smoking, I was so 
angry and so bothered by the activity that I actually took my little bag that I hold my paraphernalia in. I threw it across my room and I said, I'm so tired of you. I'm so tired of you. And I'm so tired of you. And that to me, it really said, okay, it's time for us to break up because at this moment, I'm not even enjoying what you once brought to me. I'm no longer even enjoying this time that I'm sitting in. And so what I really recognize is that I needed to change my perspective. Every time that I tried to stop smoking weed previously, I'd always kind of brought it down to, oh, I, okay, I need to stop smoking weed because my mom doesn't want me to, or I need to do it because it's not good for my body. I need to do it because of this, this, and this. But what I was creating is almost a sadness behind it. I was creating almost an, a way for me to say, I'm not going to do it anymore, or I'm actually going to start smoking again. What I changed this time is I actually changed it into a celebration. And what I had to recognize is that at one point, weed did serve me. It served me in a way where I needed it. I needed it during college where I was going through a lot of schoolwork and a lot of stress and a lot of um, weight that's being put on my shoulders. And I wanted it at that moment. I, I was in a space where, you know, I was able to come home and, and smoke and kind of decompress and sit on the couch the other days. That is where I wanted to be at that space. But this new space that I'm in, I'm trying to accomplish things and I'm trying to awaken my mind. I'm trying to tap into my spiritual creativity. I want to read. I want to do different hobbies. And we no longer represent it where I was trying to go. What I also had to look at is my friends. Did we represent the friend group that I wanted to have? And when I look back at my past relationships, there was sometimes almost always some type of dependence on whether that be weed or alcohol of it being a reoccurring factor. And so when I wrote down what I really wanted in the future of, you know, who I want to marry or who I want to be, I wanted to be within relationships where substance abuse is not a, a, a heavily relying factor. And that's not to say that I'll never smoke a blunt again, or I'll never, you know, be around it, or I'll never, or everybody who does it is bad, bad, bad. That's not at all what I'm saying is what I'm saying is we'd no longer serve the space that I was moving into. And I had to be okay with letting go of something that was no longer serving me to move into something that I was destined for. And I think that so often we hang on to things in a way of it being, I'm going to hang on to this for dear life. I don't want to let it go because we're fearful of the absence. I'm not going to lie. I was fearful. Okay, if I don't have weed, what in the hell am I going to do with all this anxiety? What am I going to do with all this stress? What am I going to do when I need to just relax? And so I really had to be okay with saying, I need to follow in the path that's for me. And I have to be okay with not always knowing what's going to come afterwards. I have to be okay with being, um, with trusting in God, trusting in my spirit and letting me know that something greater is to come. But I have to be willing to let go of what no longer serves me to move on to what does. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn is that I was not 
you know, letting go of something or I was not moving into a sad place, but rather a happy spot. I was letting go of something so that I can be a better version of me. And so what I ultimately decided is that I was going to have a celebration. And I organized um, a party and I invited, you know, my sister, my mom, everybody that kind of been there for me as my support system um, on my journey with weed, you know, people that wanted to see me kind of grow into and evolve into something better. You know, my friends that, you know, I usually smoke with and I kind of was honest with everybody. And I said, you know, um, this is where I'm at with weed and I want to break up with it. But I, it's not something that's sad to me, but rather something that is exciting. And so what I did is um, I smoked galore. I smoked my socks off of my feet. I smoked and smoked and smoked and smoked and smoked. I probably went through probably two quarters of weed. Um, the true potheads will know just about how much that is um, in one sitting. And I sat in that space of unproductivity. I sat there. I smoked. I did nothing. I watched TV. I smoked some more. I munched. I smoked some more. I munched again. And I smoked, 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 even to the point where I was nauseous. I smoked, I smoked, I smoked. Because what I really wanted to sit with is that I no longer wanted to be in this space. I wanted to feel what I no longer wanted to feel, essentially. And so once I did this celebration, I wrote a journal passage to myself and I wrote a letter to weed. And when I wrote this letter to to Weed, I, I'll, I'll actually read you guys what I, I actually said. And in my journal, I, I said, Dear Weed, today I'm breaking up with you. And it's not something that's sad, but rather is happy. I'm so thankful to you, Weed, for getting me from where I needed to be, from point A to point B. I'm happy that you brought me relaxation. I'm happy that you brought me humorous times. I'm happy that you brought me moments of creativity, moments where I was able to just really sit and enjoy music and really kind of sit in a moment where I hadn't been before. I'm so thankful for this. But at the same time, I want to say goodbye to some of the other things. I want to say goodbye to being dependent on a substance other than my natural body to to fix a problem. I want to say goodbye to being numb and 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 letting go of my feelings through a blunt. I want to say goodbye to having weed serve as my sexual attraction or what keeps me attracted or around somebody. I wanted to say goodbye to the weight gain from munchies, to say goodbye to the um, the expenses, the money that I was spending on weed. I wanted to say goodbye to the life that I was passing by by sitting in this um, this, this smoke cloud. And I wanted to, to leave that alone. And as I smiled and I wrote this passage to weed and I really said goodbye, um, it really set, gave me a space to really kind of welcome in this new version of me. And so I noticed that after I did this, something was automatically different with my relationship with weed. And it turned into, instead of me being, so um, sad about weed and me going to try to stop smoking weed again, my thought has changed into I no longer smoke weed. There was no try. There was no I'm working. There was I don't smoke weed anymore. And that is how I changed my perspective is one, I looked at it as something that was a celebration, something that was happy. And I actually changed my perspective into me changing it into, I have already done it. And I wanted to share this with everybody because 
one thing that has really just beat me down has been my addiction to weed. It's been something that I've been struggling with again for six years. But not only that, for two years, I've been struggling with even admitting that I was addicted to weed. And so the beauty that I've brought out of this is I created a habit tracker um, with a whiteboard in which I listed out 90 days because um, to build a habit, as long as you're doing something for 90 days, that habit will stick. And on this habit tracker, I dotted, I created a key system. So I used different whiteboard markers to represent different habits that I now wanted to become a part of my daily cycle. And so for what's on my habit tracker right now, red represents that I've been remained sober. I haven't had any weed, no other um, outside influences. I've remained sober. The purple stands for me doing my gratitude journal Um, and really having an attitude of gratitude has also changed my perspective because instead of focusing on what I lack, I'm focusing on what I have. And it literally this small change, I promise if you do a gratitude journal for like five to 10 days, you will see the difference. Um, And one of my favorite gratitude journals is Let's Unpack that um, I'll talk about it a lot more in a different episode when we're really talking about gratitude. And I really want to share a lot of the blessings that have come out of that. Um, But that's really one of my favorite gratitude journals um, that I've started using day in, day out. It really helps you in the morning to just say what you're thankful for, your ability to walk, to talk, to see, to hear, to taste, to smell, even just being thankful for another day on this beautiful earth. Another habit that I have on there is stretching and exercise. Um, With stretching exercise, of course, it's going to naturally help kind of your serotonin levels. So kind of bringing more of that good juju, that positive energy. Um, And whether that be dance, cardio, that's something that I love to do, taking a run or even just walking around your house twice. I say that doing a little bit of something is so much better than not doing anything at all. And then Lastly, what I'm tracking is my meditation. So consistent meditation. Um, Again, meditation is something else that I'll go into a lot more about something, how it's changed my life and the practice of it. But for those of you that don't know how to meditate, I really would recommend typing in um, guided meditations for addiction to weed. Um, There's a lot of sleep hypnosis that you can use to just go to sleep because Again, when you're trying to stop something that has been a habit for so long, you really kind of want to grab all the resources, all the tools in your toolbox and all the things that you need um, to assist you in getting there. So what I really recommend is kind of, you know, grabbing onto your support system and your support system can consist of, you know, healthy hobbies that you that you want to try out instead of smoking weed because you are going to need something to replace that time. Uh, excitingly enough, um, I've started to horseback ride. And also um, another self-care item that I've done is utilizing the money that I spend on weed to get um, bi-weekly massages. And that's something that's been a win for me as well. But really sitting in this space um, of trying out new hobbies, I've tried acting as well, has been something that's almost so exciting for me. But not only that, I've come out of my room and I've come out of my house. And I remember sitting in a space where people would ask me, hey, do you want to do this? No. Want to go here? No. Want to try this out? Nope, nope, nope. And since I've gotten out of that space and really have kind of accepted this new space that I'm in, I have been seeing the world for the beauty in which it has in such a different light. 
I've been going to, again, dance workout classes for no reason. I've been spending more time with my family. I've been spending more time meditating, gaining clarity, spending more time journaling. But most of all, I've been spending more time turning myself into the woman that I've always wanted to be. And I think that that's something that gives me chills as I say it, because we all have an idea of, you know, what our purpose and path is and, you know, who we are and who we want to be. And as much as we want to, you know, be this person, we need to make effort to do so. And so it's been just a beautiful journey to watch my growth, watch my development, but not only that, be able to help other people as well and provide even just a nugget of insight that I can provide because this was not easy. And as I sit in this space with a smile on my face and being able to say, you know, I'm so happy um, that I've accomplished this. Um, that is something that I'm going to work to continue to accomplish. Um, it makes me proud of myself. And so I want to do what I can to kind of create that moment for somebody else. And again, whether your win is, you know, one day, two days, three days, one week, two week, celebrate your wins. Again, if you relapse and if you go back to smoking weed after you were done, that's okay. Do not beat yourself down. Just be willing to continue on with the journey. And so, you know, for concluding today of our episode of what's really up today, what's really up is that I was addicted to weed. So I don't have it all together. Nobody has it all together. And that's just what's really up. And so I hope that this message gets to somebody that needed to hear it today. Um, please feel free to ask me for any meditations that I use, um, any oils, essential oils, or any products that I use as well. Um, anything that was helpful to me in this journey um, with me stopping to smoking weed, I'm, I'm just more than willing to share any of these resources. So again, I thank you all for listening to what's really up. And I hope that this touched somebody in some way today.